Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with a top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on what part of the world you're joining us from. I am Alex Faust and our special guest, Arnie Malham from Better Book Club. Arnie, if you don't already know, is an experienced entrepreneur with a culture-first mindset. He's had three successful business exits and has written a best-selling book on culture, which we'll be talking about today, and delivered his sometimes uncomfortable message on leadership to thousands of entrepreneurs. There's this book worth doing wrong. Well, I want to jump right in, uh, start talking about culture. That is your expertise. Um, So could you describe uh, a great company culture? Are there a set of attributes or questions that you know, you can ask or a leader can ask themselves to see if we indeed have the great cultures that we're striving for? Well, whether it's the, the, the leader or someone on the leadership team, and, and then just, you know, go all the way through the org chart. I, I think the first question you have to ask is, are you happy at work? Like does work, does the, does the work environment uh, uh, give you the energy you need to be creative, to be productive, to be effective, or does it does it drain you every day? It's a question for the leader. Uh, it's a question also uh, for the team members. I mean, most 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 founders, entrepreneurs, they came from a culture, and many of us came from a culture that we didn't like, and then we go off and we create another culture that we may not like. It's it's almost crazy. We we take bad ideas and we plug them into to a place we said we'd never do that. We'll never act that way. We'll never treat people that way. And then we become that way because we let we let bad culture habits creep in. Uh, and so if you back all the way up and ask, that's what I had to do to myself about 10 years in. I was like, hey, am I even happy here? Like, I, I, am I even happy in my own workplace? And the answer was no. And the next question is, what are you going to do about it? And so are there, you know, some pillars in, in your experience to creating a great company culture? Well, I, you know, the, the first thing we learned to do was was communicate and, and communicate is a you know, big word. It can mean a lot of things. There's a rhythm of communications around huddles, around making sure that there's a voice uh, from the top that that's speaking the language of the team that is constantly flowing. And there's a reverse system, which makes sure that there's a voice from the team that is flowing up the organization and a rhythm of huddles often is the, is the, you know, cure for that. We could spend a whole day on the concept of huddles and how to communicate, but there's gotta be a system and the cultures I've seen with success uh, and the, and the cultures I ran with success, there was a system of communication downstream and, and as importantly, there's a system of communication upstream. I want to jump to the role that learning plays in high performing cultures. Um, Obviously, we live and breathe that at Growth Institute. You created an amazing culture of learning at CJ Advertising. Can you give us your opinion on why learning is so important and how to really bring that into the forefront? Early in, in my development of our ad agency, uh, which, which, which in, it, early in the development, uh, my biggest, my only client came to me and he said, hey, Arnie, I love what you're doing. I like the creative. I like what you're putting together. You're helping me grow my firm, but I want to make sure you understand something. I'm going to grow my law firm. And if you don't grow your agency, I will fire you. Like, like I'm doing so well. Why are you going to fire me? He goes, no, I'm not firing you now. I'm just saying I'm going to grow. And if you don't grow, and if your agency doesn't grow, I don't have a choice but to fire you. And, and he's 100% right. 
He was 100% right. And as we grew the business, at some point you realize that that the owner, the the founder, the person who's who the top of the business can only do so much. They have to have a team that not that don't don't just do what the leader says, but actually exceeds the leader in terms of what can happen in the organization. And so therefore, the team has to grow. And so we went through like every other company, all the different ways to try to help team members grow. And we found that the more we did to help them grow in their personal lives, in their professional spirit, uh, in their skill level, uh, in their understanding of the big picture via open book management, then the more they could help us grow as an organization. And the more they helped us grow as an organization, the more they actually grew as individuals and became a spiral of success as opposed to, to a quick door to failure. And so we believe in it big time. And we found, I found that my, the number one way I learned uh, as a business owner was to read uh, books from authors who, who, who have practiced this stuff, who have seen this stuff, who's experienced these things. It was a way for me to experience things that I couldn't otherwise. And so reading became really important to me. And thus, years and years ago, we developed within our own culture the concept called Better Book Club, which was, as long, which was to help promote a, a sense of reading within our organization. And that alone became sort of the, the core opportunity for our teammates to grow at their own pace, at their own speed, to do the things they needed to do to stay employed so that I could stay employed as the agency and that that client through 20 some, 24 years, uh, we remained partners in success. Um, so and for, for, you know, for the leaders, um, there's a lot of scary and bad news. So I'm interested in what you think uh, the messaging that should be passed down into the team. Should they avoid kind of the brutal facts of what's going externally? Or what's the balance of like, provide providing that internal motivation and the, you know, realities of what's happening in the external world? How do you kind of walk that line most effectively? You know, your question makes me think of, of, of the the problem many leaders have, you know, the, the Chinese um, fingered puzzle, I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called, but the, the harder you pull it, the tighter it gets around your fingers. And it's often the tension between the fear the leader or leadership team has and the knowledge that their team has. And the, and it builds up on both sides. So I'm, I'm very fearful. So I don't want to tell them anything. And so it, and the, and the, the team starts thinking the worst of everything. In fact, they're thinking worse than the fears would even add up to be. And we end up in this, in this par- this, this paralyzing place where we can't free ourselves from, from not being totally honest with the team. And so my, 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 my experience has been loosen up. The more I told my team, the more willing they were to help. Now, I do not want anyone to, to go from smoking to not smoking in one day. Like th- this is not okay. Tomorrow I'm I'm, I'm bearing my soul to the team. That could be challenging, but, but find a way to start being more honest about what's going on, the brutal facts, the open book management of your team. In every case, no matter how bad you think they'll take the news, they probably thought it was worse without you telling them. So the more open you can, we have found the more open we were in communicating to our teams, both at the call center that we owned and the agency, and even to our clients about what was really going on inside the agency and in, and in the world itself, the more everyone was willing to help. Back to what you said in the beginning, the universe is conspiring to help you. Let them, right? Quit, stop pushing away the universe. Welcome them in. And, and, and the path to success often is much faster. 
Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates. Or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.